Hey everybody, I'm Tracy. Hi, I'm Hannah. And this is another round with Tracy and our um, <laughs> heaven approved guest host of the day, Hannah. Yay! Woo! Hello, hello. <laughs> hey girl. Hello, hello. Co-piloting the show with me today is the lovely Hannah Georges. Hello. How are you doing, boo-boo? I'm great. Uh, and she's a culture writer at BuzzFeed. I don't know what that means. What is that? <laughs> well, um, it means I write about a lot of things. Um, everything from like how 8701 is Usher's most slept on album. And then kind of broader like social justice stuff tends to be what I cover. Um, right. Um, black girl things. <laughs> black girl things. Everybody needs black girl things. I'm so excited that you're here with us in the studio today. I think this is going to be a super, super fun episode. Somebody's going to get drunk. I right. think it's probably um, going to be me. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with okay. that. I would um, like for you to join me if you don't mind. I'll, I'll do my best. Okay. I'll do my best. Uh, so you and I going to be here hanging out talking Olympics and such and so forth. And a little bit later, we're going to welcome this Brittany Luce into the studio. Yes. Uh, she's the co-host of For Colored Nerds. And she also hosts a show with Gimlet called Sampler. So we're going to talk to her about what it's like to be a black lady doing a thing in a really, really white male mm-hmm. world and to be a nerd and to be a nerd we have so many nerd questions yes. um oh also i might tell a joke or two or three oh, bless. maybe i've heard maybe I've, heard, uh, I've been getting some threats a little bit on on the interwebs oh. i'm being dramatic they're not threats. <laughs> just people really miss the joke so we're gonna bring some jokes back um lots of laughing lots of bourbon yes. i'm excited so the olympics are finally over thank god um, they lasted for what feels like three months. Absolutely. Um, did you watch the Olympics, Anna? Uh, okay, so bits and pieces. I feel like it's a little bit in my birthright as an Ethiopian to watch the Olympics mm. and to root for the community, as it were. Right, um, right. So, you know, I checked in here and there. Mm-hmm. I did my little rooting for Simone Biles, my rooting for Gabby. My of course. Ro- you know, the various Simones. Um, <laughs> all the Simones. But aside from that, it was really that and like Usain Bolt. Oh, that's all I had. Yeah. I you know, I had a thought about Usain when I was watching him do his little like ending. I don't know what, what you call it. His little <laughs> ending power move. <laughs> I don't know. And I had this thought that like if he had just turned his head the other way, he would have invented the dab. Oh, shit. I wonder how he feels about that. <laughs> I feel like he's invented. Honestly, I feel like he's invented enough and he's given us so much yeah. already. Like, that's I mean. True. If only I did anything, if I were as accomplished and as talented and as petty as you saying, like that <laughs> smile, uh, like that is all I want in this as world. As petty? You think he's petty? I think that smile was a petty smile. When he turned around, he smiled at the camera. Oh, like before he finished yes. the race? Oh, he yeah. He said, you know what? I know I got this. And guess what? I'm cute too. Hey. <laughs> so Ding. I think, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think he's given us enough. There's also a popcorn lyric. Um, in a song that I love in which he says, literally, <laughs> he says, poom poom run like Usain Bolt. And it's just, <laughs> it's incredible. It's a, it's called Cool It. It's poetry, honestly. So shout out to Usain. When I was younger, I used to love, love the Olympics. I'm talking about like 1984. I'm like barely two, three years old. <laughs> And I remember I had this uh, Olympics like jogging suit thing, oh. and it had Mary okay, Lou Retton's name. Oh, I hope not. No, okay. we're, gonna, we're gonna go with no. Okay, no. I'll photos. have to fact check that. Carry on. <laughs> you know what? Okay. <laughs> um, but my so my version of enjoying the Olympics is scrolling through Twitter, getting all yes. the all yeah. the updates, seeing what Absolutely. the black girls did, looking at all the gifs and the Snapchats and stuff. The gifs, yes. 
Yes, all the gifs. <laughs> so anyway, about the gifs. Um, <laughs> I do not want to have to throw you out of here. We just got started. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I kept up. At first, I kept up with the Olympics to the extent that I would know what the memes were, which is also how, I yeah. how I've kept up with the election. I don't. I hate this election. <laughs> I want it to be over so badly. Yeah, but I need to it know is really what the, why the memes are funny. I have to know. Um, And so it's kept me engaged for that. Yeah. You had a really, really great tweet about um, the Olympics. (laughs) (laughs) It was such a good tweet. Absolutely. There's a picture of a woman, and I wish I remember her name, but she has, so her braids literally have like green, yellow, and red yarn woven Mm -hmm. into them, and she's an Egyptian woman. And I saw that, and I was like, you know, on an average day, I look at her like, you doing a lot right now. But Mm -hmm. during the Olympics, like, yes. Yeah. Like, I'm going to wrap myself in this flag. I hate flags. (laughs) I'm really not about the nation state as a concept. Uh, (laughs) I'm always like, burn the thing down. Um, I didn't say that. You didn't hear that NSA. But um, (laughs) yeah, during the Olympics, I get really, really revved up. And it's an interesting exercise, I think, in like why people rally around nations um, and like why, again, I have a lot of friends who feel the same way about America mm-hmm. who are like, fuck this country. Like this country gets, doesn't give a damn about me. Like same. I mean, I feel that also, but yeah, you see Simone and you're like, Oh, we got that. Yeah. Us shared collectively. For um, sure. I think I read someplace that an overwhelming percentage of all the medals that were won for the United States were won by women. Mm-hmm. So you got that. And then the fact that there are so many black women just kicking uh, ass, like I felt Pride in my country, sure, but more so pride in like being a black woman. It yeah. was fucking beautiful. Absolutely. Um, and I think that's something I felt really intensely as a black woman kind of of diaspora. Like I felt, mm. I feel lucky in that I'm able, like I feel kinship <laughs> with black American women who are like kicking ass and also that I can be like, hey, Alma Zayana from Ethiopia who smashed her own, like smashed the world record in the mm-hmm. 10,000 meter. Like that's, that's, you know, kin, that's my kin also. Right. It's your um, yeah, absolutely. Especially recently with the Ethiopian man who won the silver medal in the marathon. Um, it hails from Ethiopia, um, and his name is Faisa Lilesa. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, so as he kind of crossed the finish line to get his silver medal, he threw up a sign that's like an X um, above his head, mm-hmm. which is the sign that's associated with the protests that are happening in the region of Ethiopia that he's from. Um, and so it's caused it's caused a lot of attention and a lot of controversy in the context of Ethiopia and in the context of the diasporic community that he would do kind of a visible gesture Mm -hmm. um, that supports that community. I mean, and a lot of people have, it's not, it's not at all a perfect comparison, but a lot of people have compared it to um, just the fists that happened in the 1968, right? In the Mm -hmm. 1968 Olympics. Um, So I've been thinking a lot about the Olympic Olympics as a stage for activism and what it means when people are being held up by their countries as like a symbol of greatness. Mm -hmm. And yet in the context of the country itself, the country doesn't value them. Um, mm. So I think this man really feels like he he genuinely said that he can't go back home because they'll kill him because of what he did. Wow, really? Um, yeah, so the stakes are super high. And he, Can you, I'm sorry, can you tell me a little bit about uh, this particular protest? Do you know what yeah. much about it? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't, I absolutely, I'm by no means an expert, but um, so mm-hmm. Oromia is a region in Ethiopia. It's in Southern Ethiopia and the biggest, uh, it's the biggest ethnic group in Ethiopia. So it's about 40% of the Ethiopian population is Oromo. Um, and the government as it stands right now has been repressing the population and kind of move at one point it was trying to move the capital for further into Oromia and expand and kind of like just basically take over land mm-hmm. um, and kind of displace people um, in doing that. And people have been protesting against that. And so m- hundreds of people have died um, and the government oh has killed them. The government has really tamped down on journalism, on social media. At one point, there was just a social, social media outage and the country oh was gosh. just like, nah. Um, and then they said it was because it was finals <laughs> and they didn't want people <laughs> what <laughs> right that's like just like the most black ass lie like, <laughs> just 
just a black ass lie. <laughs> like, come on. Um, just <laughs> diasporically, you know, just like, uh. Um, but yeah, they said, like, no, we want you to stay focused during finals. We don't want students to be distracted. Sure. Never mind the fact okay. that a huge protest is happening and that we know people are organizing using yeah. social media. So it's been really, it's been a tough time in the country and it hasn't gotten much international um, or Western mm-hmm. attention um, right. until, I think, until really until he did, um, until he did that gesture. And so it's been really heartening and scary a little bit to watch what's going on with that the thing that made me think of which of course like there is the black power fist in 78 i want to say 68 68 yeah um and it also reminded me i saw this uh documentary that's on netflix right now called hitler's olympics i think oh jeez. no it's it's a little heavy it's a little heavy but um what you just said reminded me of this because there's like a very so the Olympics has been happening forever as you know but it was Hitler in the 1936 Summer Olympics Oof. that really like cemented the way that the Olympics are like performed now like there's mm. this great opening ceremony right. and there's like this big spirit of nationalism and like we're the best no we're the best no we're the best <laughs> and that all started with fucking Hitler who was like everybody needs to see like the might and the power of Germany so we're gonna do like this grand opening entrance opening ceremony Mm -hmm. and it was basically like yeah everybody else can you know y'all can have your little countries and your little shows but really this is about like Germany and German might and um, this was also the Olympics that Jesse Owens just like swept Mm -hmm. everything Mm -hmm. every single thing and even though you know the the Germans were Germans at that point, you know, not like oh my gosh, hey, black people, they were still right. so taken by Jesse Owens, and it really reminded me of what you were saying, like how you can at once be like praised and loved and welcomed during like this particular Olympic sports event, and then like you go back home and like the whole thing's over, and it's like, well, right. shit, I guess I'm a nigger again, you know? Right, absolutely. And I mean, I think it's not it's not a coincidence that a lot of the folks who have uh, for lack of a better phrasing, um, transcended race in the way that white people use that phrase. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> right, right. Which we know to be false. Um, yes. but, <laughs> but the folks who white people say have transcended race have frequently been athletes. You know, it's been the mm-hmm. OJs, it's been the Tigers, it's been these yeah. folks. Um, and so I think to subvert a moment where this man could be kind of unilaterally praised and mm-hmm. use it in this controversial, this like this way to stand in solidarity, I think was really powerful. Yeah. It was also a really beautiful picture too. Like yeah. the the expression on his, on his Ab- face, which is very like you absolutely. Know. Um, and he said he said he didn't tell his trainer, he didn't tell anybody he was going to do it, but it mm-hmm. just felt like you could tell this was a very, a very visceral kind of compulsion that he yeah. had. Um, and I mean, it's the perfect place to do it because like literally the entire world is watching. Yeah, him, absolutely. Know? What time is it, Tracy? <laughs> Tracy's <laughs> joke time. Yeah, <laughs> I need you to be in the studio all the time to do that because I cannot, I can't even do it. Um, so since I haven't told a joke in like 17,000 years, I have two jokes today. Oh, shit. But they've got to be, they're, they're going to be pretty short, right? Okay, okay. Um, uh, I was so confident that I could do it in a short amount of time, but I'm already laughing. Okay, <laughs> wait. <laughs> I just need a second. So, okay, so there's this penguin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there's this penguin, right? His name is Jerome. Okay. You look so about... worried. So there's this penguin, and his name is Jerome. Okay. Jerome is, uh, he's driving his car, you know. Just, right, as penguins do. As penguins do. He's got right. some place to be. He's got to get there somehow. Right. So he's in his car. Car starts to smoke, so he's like, oh, oh man, shit. let me pull over. I know he's Jerome's right. having a tough day, so he... Pulls off the road into this garage, <laughs> into this garage, right? And the man, the, 
<laughs> I could do it. And the mechanic is like, okay, um, give me about 30 minutes to check everything out. Um, you know, you can chill here. Or if you want, there's an ice cream stand, <clears throat> excuse me, down the street. You know, it's a okay. hot day. Right. It's a penguin. Penguins like to be <laughs> kind of cool. So he's like, you know what? I would like to survive this heat. Right. Let me go get like a popsicle or something. Sure. So he walks down the street and he orders an ice cream cone. And as you know, or you know what? Maybe you don't know. Penguins don't have fingers or opposable <laughs> thumbs, right? Correct. <laughs> and they don't even like have like legit like regular bird wings. They're just They're like just these little, little flappy things. Yeah, the little flappers, <laughs> the little flippers. So naturally, it was a bit of a messy affair, right? So he gets ice cream all over his face and it's just like all over his little penguin suit and everything. Wow, me. <laughs> so you're Jerome the penguin in this situation. So 30 minutes passes. The penguin goes back, check on his car. And the mechanic says, oh, it looks like you blew a seal. And the penguin says, oh, no, no, this is only ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) But don't foam. No. (laughs) All right, joke number two. We ready? Let's go. Did we recover from the first joke? No, but let's go anyway. (laughs) Okay, so, so there's old man. Old man's name is Bob. Bob's walking down the street. And he sees this kid sitting in front of a candy store. Okay. And the kid is just like scarfing candy, just like, om, nom, 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 nom. Sure. Just like at diabetic levels of sugar <laughs> inhalation, right? And the man is like, you know what? It's really not healthy for you to sit here eating this much candy. And the kid's like, that's fair. I hear you. But my grandfather lived to be 97 years old. And the man was like, oh, wow, that's really, really impressive. Mm-hmm. Did he eat candy too? And the kid's like, no, but he minded his own fucking business. <laughs> <laughs> That would be my child. (laughs) If you are at home listening and you're like, oh my gosh, this is just too much fun. I can't deal with any more mirth and joy or interest (laughs) in black girls. You are not in luck because it's going to get even better slash worse. We are in the studio with my boo, Miss Brittany Luce. Brittany hosts the podcast Sampler at Gimlet Media. It's a podcast about podcasts, which is super meta. And she also hosts the independent podcast for colored nerds, where she and her host, Eric, have conversations that black people have when white people are not in the room. Something that we can identify with here at the ground. Yes. Welcome. Thank Hi. You. I'm so happy to be here. Are you? Yeah, this is a moment. Oh. I'm having a moment. Um, so Miss Luce. Yes. So that's what you do. Why, why? Why do you do that? Why do I do it? That's a that's a big question. I guess like the um, We're a serious podcast. Madam. Serious. <laughs> yes, serious questions. Um I uh well I started for Color Nerds. Me and Eric started for Color Nerds about two years ago in September twenty fourteen. And we mostly just started it because like we didn't have anything to lose. That's like that's such a <laughs> because like, why the fuck not? Yeah, because right. like why not? And um and then you know that led to me getting the full time job doing sampler. But like you know in like the uh, existential sense, uh, I do these things because I don't know how not to. Mm. I like you know I love black people. I love blackness, <laughs> and um and I love fucking talking. And uh, <laughs> I just fucking I love fucking speaking. So like I you know it's like the universe like opened up and gave me this opportunity to do both of those things at mm-hmm. the same time mm-hmm. shit you know it's like you gotta take it nice work if you can get it mm-hmm. so your independent podcast your your first baby your firstborn mm-hmm. is for color nerds yeah um talk to us about why it was important that there be a podcast or a space for people who identify as 
black nerds? Like, what what is a blurred? <sighs> so, like, that word is not my favorite word. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay, good, good. Blurred Why? is not my favorite. I just think, well, first of all, it, it's corny rolling off the tongue. <laughs> right, you know what I right. mean? And, um, I mean, also, so we call the show for colored nerds. Okay, really, truly, and honestly. Mm-hmm. So this, like, story goes way back. So I used to live in Washington, D.C., uh, shortly before I left DC, I was dating this guy who like was I thought he was very cool. He was like a DJ, like for like like part time and like full time. He was like worked in IT and I was like, this is so cool. Um and he was just like really cool. We got along. I remember I have a um Transformers Optimus Prime, like the cartoon, Transformers uh-huh. like Optimus Prime voice changing helmet. Sure. If you put it on over your head and you like click a little switch, uh-huh. when you talk through it, you sound like Optimus Prime. Uh-huh. Which like, you know what I'm saying? If you like if you have no job, you're in college, you have a lot of alcohol around, mm-hmm. what's better than that? Right. Right. It's twenty dollars. I got That's it for it. Christmas. Like right. there's nothing better than that. Endless amusement for twenty dollars. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like I didn't have to go to the bar. I didn't have to take no cabs. Like uh, nothing. You just had to put on the helmet. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So me and my friends used to use this for hours. So I remember like I really wanted this guy to like me and then i was like oh my god i have this helmet like what if i just brought this on like a date and we were we were pre <laughs> this is the idea that we had we had like we were so, this, is, this is where i, this is where this I was is already great. this is where i was at like 22 i did like walk over to his house i was like you know what's gonna make this more fun is if i bring this mask so i told him i was like look <laughs> i was like look i got a surprise i got this cool thing so he was like all right so I uh, I brought it over and uh, and we like both put it on and we played with it and we drank and then we went out. We had an awesome time. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, like it like real like this it like the weirdest randomness like most corny object like mm-hmm. made this man think that I was like the coolest woman on the Facebook. Aww, yes. right? I can't believe you're not married. What I mean, what <laughs> else do you need from a love story? <laughs> what else? <laughs> yeah, he he is married to some some a different person. Aww. Also, I I moved away. Um, yeah. So I realized though that night I was just like, well, no, actually the next morning when I was going home, hey. I realized that <laughs> he was like, hey, can I hold on to that mask for a little while? What? And I was like. Yeah, okay. I was trying to be cool. You know uh-huh. what I'm I was trying to be like chill. But inside like, you was like, uh. I was like, actually, this is mine. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, you can hold on to it. And he like tweeted it. And like his friends were like, this is so cool. Blah, blah, blah. Like, this is so cool. And I was like, wow, like I'm popping. Like, I really, and that's when I realized I was like, I've hit upon my dating demographic. I'm yeah. for colored nerds. That is literally the thought that I had oh. in my head because it was around the time that like, that Tyler Perry version oh, of Girls yeah. that come out. We don't need to talk oh, about right, that. Right, right. And I was already so like, bad. I already loved the choreo poem by Ntozake Shange. Yeah. Like, I loved it. I like helped produce like a live version of it when I was like in college. I was Aww. like, this is great. Um, fast forward to Eric and I actually starting the podcast and figuring out what we we're going to call it. Um, we were like kicking around names and other were really working. We were coming up with all this really cor- like cornball ass shit. Do you remember any of the I'm trying names? to remember. I think <laughs> one of them was like one name that Eric had had he's gonna kill me for saying yeah. it was like, like it had to do with like Facebook and technology so it was like like us meaning oh. like like uh, like like us on Facebook but also like like so, us like oh, just like us like Eric. black folk oh. he's gonna hate me he's gonna be so angry get out of here okay. but, um, but yeah then we were kicking around and I was like well I was like no he's really working and he was like yeah I know I was like we could call it this other thing. I was like, but it's like this terrible inside joke that I have with only myself. It's so fucking corny. Like, well, there's no way we can call this for colored nerds. Um, and then actually I spit it out and he was like, I actually like that. Yeah. We both actually liked it and it stuck. So like the name for colored nerds like didn't really actually come from us being like, oh, um, we want to specifically talk. Like, when people think about what's traditionally nerdy, it's like 
comic book, sci-fi, mm-hmm. fantasy, which is not to say that I don't like any of those things. Right. I'm not necessarily an expert in any of those things. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have a, actually a big problem with like nerd terminology and like geek stuff just because I think that um, there are activities that women are really obsessed about mm-hmm. or that traditionally women are really obsessed with and, and like are, you know, have like nerd level or geek level understanding right. of or knowledge of mm-hmm. that are not considered like, like nerd like they're not considered a part of like nerddom and like you know like uh, like the things that that many people do with makeup are right. unbelievable right. or like fashion are unbelievable and yes okay there are a lot of like men um and people of other genders who who like you know have made a huge mark in makeup or fashion mm-hmm. but um those are like crafts that are specifically associated with women and i personally believe that society devalues women, so we devalue anything that women care about or think True, is important. Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, as a result, like I, I don't. There, like I, growing up, like I used to read. It doesn't exist anymore, but Style.com. It's now Vogue.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. I could, sh- like, if you show me Dior Couture from 2006, like I'll be able to tell you whether it was fall or spring. Mm-hmm. Like that's how I was when I was a kid. And there, right. are, I got on Tumblr. I realized that there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions. Of women just like me, but that's somehow not thought of as like a nerd activity. Right. Just like hmm. you know, with makeup or even like certain um, you know, like fitness, fashion, home sort of things, craft things. Mm-hmm. Um, those things are all thought to be quaint as opposed to like nerdy. Um, when like I think a, a lot of women, you know, who engage in those activities exhibit a lot of the same behaviors as men who care about comic books or I see, I see. you know what I mean? Right. Like, what makes a nerd to you? Um, to me, any if anything that like that that you feel like you need to have like super granular knowledge of, mm. like that's the thing that you're nerdy about. So like that's why sometimes people are like, oh, you want to talk about nerdy stuff, and I'm like, look, <laughs> the last comic book movie I saw was Iron Man two. I think I got halfway. Through. I don't even know. When that, when that. You know what I'm saying? People are always like, I asked somebody recently about what is that called? Captain America: Civil War. Mm-hmm. I was like, when is that coming out? And I got this shit played out of me because I just don't like (laughs) that for me is not something that I'm super interested in. I'm not keeping tabs on that necessarily. Sci-fi is something that I like. Mm -hmm. um, But also, I mean, you know, the whole genre of sci-fi, I think it tends to be kind of like set up so that like (laughs) black women specifically are kind of shut out. Right. Which is wild when you think about like Octavia Butler. Yeah. Being the predecessor of so much of what's happening right now. Mm Exactly. Or even when you think about like themes in science fiction in general are about, I mean like one of the most basic ones are like being like a stranger in a strange land or being like having your world invaded by somebody else. Mm. Right. Okay. Like, what's blacker than that? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? Like, what's blacker than that? Right. right. Absolutely. What's blacker than that? Like, nothing. Right. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So like, I, I. That's why like I am proud to host for colored nerds. But mm. I also, you know, they say if you love something, you should criticize it. I think mm. that yeah. nerd culture, um, I think could stand to be. I think it, it, there are definitely people out there doing that work. Like Latoya Peterson is somebody who immediately Lovely. comes to mind. Yeah. Um, and like what she does within that space to me is just like phenomenal. Um, but I think that there are probably a lot of Latoya Petersons or Brittany Luces. Do you know what I'm saying? Who uh-huh, are out in the sure. world who could like who could stand mm-hmm. to hear more from. Hard agree. So you were saying you mentioned growing up in the Midwest. 
Hey, hey. Tell me <laughs> That's a, everything. That was a West Coast thing I just did. Yeah, right well, I was going to let it slide. Thank right. you. <laughs> I know. I got myself doing a little hang loose here <laughs> <laughs> I'm from California. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm from Michigan. I'm from Farmington Hills, Michigan. Well, I, was born in, I was born in Louisville, Kentucky. Shut oh, up! Yes, Baptist uh, East Hospital. Brittany, get out! Yes, I lived there until I was two and a half, and then we moved to Michigan. How dare you not tell me this early? Have you? Maybe you have. I, I, have. <laughs> I, okay. I think I have, but I also, that may not be true. So on my mother's side, they're from Georgia and Louisiana. On my okay. father's side, they're from Mississippi. My daddy, Alabama. Exactly. Mama Louisiana. You mix that Negro with, with that Creole. Make the text Bama. I had a hard time saying M.I. Bama. People were just like, let it go. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, please just let the truth <laughs> Um, shit. Okay. Yeah. So, so I'm going to pretend that we're cousins anyway. Okay. So. I'm with that. But I'm from a, pl- like a the Detroit metropolitan area is, re- is pretty segregated. Mm. And like, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot that went into that, but, um, like white flight in the late sixties and early seventies as a result of, um, the situation that happened in Detroit in, in the summer of 1967. What um, was the situation? Oh, uh, some people call it riots. Other people call it a rebellion or an uprising. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, you know, I mean, like it's, it's, it, I mean, and that summer, I want to say there are also, there's also something similar happening in Newark and other cities in the United States. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, a, it was, a, I mean, to put, to use simplistic terms, it was a race riot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it went on for a few days. A lot of people died. Um, and then the white folks left. Yeah, and the white folks like, left. Bye. Yeah, yeah mm. white folks. we also had a black mayor. Uh, Detroit's first black mayor, uh, Coleman A. Young, mm. uh, came about in the seventies. So any white people that were left, I think, were like, <laughs> "It's time to wrap out of here." Um, so as a result, um, I think that the entire metropolitan area is pretty segregated. Do you feel like there are ways that growing up in the Midwest or like in a particularly segregated space made you more primed to deal with, um, I think, what is the sometimes overwhelming whiteness of media? Um, Absolutely. That is something. I went to Howard University um, because I was tired. Girl, that's why I moved to Philly. (laughs) (laughs) When I graduated, I was like... Yeah. I need all the blackness. I exactly. Just need all of it. Right. And Harlem ex- for me. Exactly. Mm, yeah. Exactly. I was exhausted. I was like, I, I, don't, I don't even think I could have verbalized that when I was like 17 and I started school. But like, I just had to get the fuck out of there. Like, yeah. I, it was just like, it's, you know, it's like the black experience anywhere. It's like you're invisible and hyper visible at the exact same time. Yeah. Right. Invisible when it's convenient and hyper visible when it's convenient. When it's convenient. Yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> I was just tired of that shit. And um, so I ended up going to Howard, and which is obviously a pendulum swing in the. Right. Sure. <laughs> sure. Um, I absolutely loved it. it was to I think it was like the first important and probably the most important decision still that I've made in my adult yeah. life or maybe in my life at all. Mm-hmm. I learned like there's so many things I learned at Howard. Like there's a certain scrappiness and a certain ruthlessness that you gain mm-hmm. as a result of going to an HBCU. Um, and knowing even just the fact that you telling people where you went to college can make people feel some type of way. Right. Oh, absolutely. Right? Um, but now that I work in media, I am happier than ever um, that I grew up in uh, a predominantly white area. Because you feel like it just like prepared you. Oh yeah, I yeah. mean like like all like being overlooked is not new. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and it doesn't like shatter your world when it happens. No, like, oh, it doesn't right. shatter my world when it happens. Um, which is not to say that I'm overlooked necessarily in my organization. I'm talking about mm-hmm. in the wider world right, sure. of consumption, right? right? Mm-hmm. Being pigeonholed is not new. 
Also, having people discount my work is not new. Right. Mm-hmm. How do you feel like you move through that in your workspace or um, in the broader industry? Like in the broader industry, just like I mean, I guess I put, I guess I'll put it like this: like I'm used to, you know, people thinking that I'm supposed to guide them through something. I'm right. used to people mistaking me for somebody else. Um, I'm used mm-hmm. to people um, being incensed at at me speaking honestly about like what my life is like because I grew up experiencing those things mm-hmm. from time you to time. You were a pro at it when you were like still in middle school. Yeah, right, ex- right. But literally. Seriously. I yeah. went home from, uh, we had some classroom discussion when I was in the seventh or eighth grade and I went home and I told my mom one day that I felt like I was being swallowed by a giant Confederate flag. Oh um, my God. Yeah, so I'm just kind of like, so you like working in media poet. is like, eh. right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that is descriptive okay. as fuck. <laughs> right? Mom, I just feel like <laughs> being swallowed <laughs> by the stars and bars. So, you know, which that's, I mean, like, where's Bessie Ross? Conversely, <laughs> no. exactly. Conversely, I received an excellent education where I grew up. Yeah. Right? You know what right. I mean? Right. And I like, and I, and like where I grew up and like where my parents raised me and where I was educated affected so many things that happened right. in my life mm-hmm. afterward, right? Um, and like, I feel extremely grateful for the platform that I have. I feel grateful to work where I do and with the people that I do but I still know that like in the wider world mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying hello I'm just a little color girl no <laughs> it was a good callback it was a good callback <laughs> so wait, honey you went to Dartmouth I did Ooh, what the <laughs> hell was that like you are doing the Lord's work they are with the people <laughs> in you. the trenches <laughs> I mean it was like a lot of what you described right it felt like by the time I got to media by the time I got to these spaces I was like oh I've done this before Yeah, I know I how it. to write the email this yeah. is the thing in the way that you're comfortable with yeah. uh huh I know how to, you know um, and I felt like I spent my four years um, kind of justifying my existence and then I got out and I was like I'm not going to do that Uh, that fatigue that you feel mm. when you get out of those institutions is so real it is so real like when I graduated I was like I'm done fucking freedom fighting because like we were talking about earlier I had been doing it since I was like five years old and didn't even know that like that's by necessity, right? That's yeah. the worst part. It's like I went to I went to go take my classes. You know, I was like, yeah. I'm gonna get a world class liberal arts right. education, yeah. and I was like, whoa! On mm-hmm. the side, I'm also gonna work twelve jobs, and I'm also gonna like mm-hmm. teach you how to do your job. And by the time I left, I was more teacher than I was student. Right? Yeah, that's not fair. So, if Jesus came down from the heavens, right, uh-huh. or somebody came down from something uh-huh. similar to heaven, I don't know what your own personal beliefs are. I'm trying to make this accessible for everyone. True. Thank you. And they're like. I am about to pay you for all of your unpaid emotional labor that you have performed thus far. <laughs> yeah. What form do you want payment in? Wow. What would you say? <laughs> Shit. Um, Lay it on us. Okay. 50% I want cold hard cash up front. Yeah. Okay. And then I would like after that the uh, the proper. Okay. So then I'll have another 25 cent, the property of my choice. Mm-hmm. And then the last twenty five percent, plane tickets. Plane tickets. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, half fifty percent money, twenty five percent property of my choice. The other twenty five percent plane tickets. Okay. Should okay. I be able to buy Oprah's Promised Land <laughs> with ten percent of 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 my emotional labor earnings? So oh there my you gosh. Go. Amen. Tracy, what about you? Oh. <laughs> I would want two years of vacation days mm. at the very least. Mm. And I want permission and liberty to take those days whenever I want with no explanation, with no having to ask permission. Just like, listen, and see, I'm, I'm tired today. That's it. I it's was a even thinking about work in my mind. I was like, well, clearly I'd be able to quit my job. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I talk about ahead. <laughs> I mean, like not only like in like the work field, but like at home, you know what I'm saying? Let's say I got three or four little snot nosed kids. 
Oh. I'm tired. Don't ask me for shit. Three or four? Hmm. I mean, huh? no. That was got some plans. That was the no. Ew, no. Ew, ew, ew. But uh, you know, just like the right to just take a break and disengage and not have to be somebody's everything for mm. like a day or two mm. or three. I would want that. I would like to be paid in uh, dates with Tom Hanks. Don't okay. at me. Don't uh, question me. Don't. No, I just watched You Got Mail. Me and Bay were watching You Got Mail on Sunday night. Is he not the fuck? I'm, I'm getting emotional. I respect he, that for you. He seems like such a <laughs> sweet guy. I respect that for, for you. you. It's like the <laughs> most peachy <laughs> way to be like, I guess, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. I appreciate that. She that respects was, that was you skillful. respect, Tracy. That was skillful. Right, right. right. I appreciate it. It was shady, but I appreciate Shut it. <laughs> um, what else? I don't know. Snacks. Mm. Like mm. gift cards. You know mm. I love me a gift card. Money <gasps> is good. I enjoy money, but right. like there's something about a gift card. Like I've got all this money so to like reckless. a restaurant. Yeah. yeah. To like a re- or like Sephora or like my Ooh, favorite like. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, what about you? Oh, my God. Um, Obviously money, you know. Clearly. Mm-hmm. And, and as she many her, plane her tickets. Her yes. As many plane tickets to Ethiopia as I could possibly want. Yes. Plane tickets But most importantly, I want my hair paid for at <gasps> any moment in time. Girl. I want Beyonce's lace front. Not the color, you know. Yeah. But, you know, Mm. a little, like, I want the finest kinky curly that money can buy Mm. for free. Oh, my Mm. God. That is the best. (laughs) (laughs) I want my box braids done at the drop of a hat. And I want them done quickly. Mm. You know, I want multiple people working on them. Like Mm. four. Oh, shit. I want them done in two hours. That's your house. Thank you. At my home. With well, delivery I, food. This with is... delivery food and Netflix. <gasps> you know what? I want to binge watch Stranger Things, which is what I'm watching at the moment. Oh, it's so fun. While somebody oh does my, my hair. Hmm. I've been thinking too. Some a, humble, wow. a humble gift card. <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> am I doing? <laughs> You're like, I'm trying to get a house. Like, what I right? changed my answer to Hanukkah. <laughs> Property. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing this all wrong. Oh all right. Okay, so I'm glad that you've been having fun because now we're going to have a lot more fun because now it's time for pew, pew, pew. Oh, shit. That's my favorite Hanna sound okay. effect. <laughs> that's my favorite Hanna sound effect. <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> yes, you're right. You're right. You called me on it. You're right. <laughs> um, so rapid fire questions. Random, random. Uh-huh. What's your favorite meme? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Shit. You just got so okay. serious in the face. <laughs> I'm about to big up my bae right now. Oh, this is the first that came to mind. Shucks. Okay, so have y'all seen OJ Made in America? Yeah. Okay, so there's this. Okay, so. Okay, so obviously OJ and his blackness had a contentious mm-hmm. relationship. Mm-hmm. They've been at odds for a while. <laughs> They've been at odds for a while. Right. Not always um, meeting in the middle. Really and truly. <laughs> um, yes, my favorite meme right now is this meme that my man made that. Um, is okay. You know, like David Cross is Tobias Funke from um, <laughs> from from uh, what's it called? from Arrested Development, right? So Tobias Funke is like this bald-headed white man who looks exactly like David Cross because he is David Cross, the mm-hmm. comedian. Uh-huh. And um, there's a picture of him that somehow my boyfriend found wearing a dashiki. Is it because I think one? he's supposed to be an anthropologist what? on the show. Wait, Anna's got it. Yes. What? So my man what made a meme. Looking? He made a meme that <laughs> said, OJ be like. <laughs> Especially oh after that acquittal. He was like, what up? What up, my Negro? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In all the churches. 
was just like, I was there for the memes inception. I can't believe he hasn't taken it. He used I mean, all of the hashtags it. on his personal Instagram account. What, what account. else do you have Just to slide do? it over? That's what we'll I'm saying. See if we can make a little thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, on the interwebs. We'll see yeah. what we can do. That is funny. Yeah. So um, that is my... And also, I mean, this is not a meme, but I'm obsessed with Jay Versace. <gasps> oh, my God. That I, child. Okay. okay. I, I did this not is, learn his name for the longest time. I kept trying to figure out. I kept asking. I was like, who is this kid? And they didn't know his name. Jay Versace. He's everything. Yes. He's incredible. I'm obsessed with him. Right, right. Um, so everybody here loves you and your mother together. Yes. <laughs> Y'all are just the most adorable. You remind me a lot of me and my mom in that like we are very, very close, but me and my mother don't talk about some of the things that you and your mom talk about. Oh, yeah. For example, booty calls. For example, <laughs> booty calls. We don't, we don't do all that. Oh, yeah. But y'all are so cute and I love it so much. What is your mom's favorite childhood story to tell about you? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so my mom, what are my mom's favorite childhood stories to tell about me? Okay, so here's one. Ooh. So I had to get my hair done. My mom used to go to this woman named Miss Felicia to get her hair done because I'm As black. did everyone. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we all got a Miss Felicia somewhere. Exactly. So Miss Felicia had a hair salon in the upstairs of her home. Where so, else? <laughs> where else? So every Saturday, my mom would go to get her hair done by Miss Felicia. And... I am still like this to this day, but I went and sat down with Miss Felicia and I was like, Do you have a license to do this? <laughs> I At really asked. Four that. five years yeah, old. Yeah, I was like, Are you certified? Like, <laughs> show me some Is documentation. This a legit business you run in? Exactly. You've always wanted to see. I made, <laughs> I made her show me her certificate from. Dudley School of Beauty. Dudley! Exactly. And if you're black, then you'll also know that there's a true Dudley salon in. Northeast Washington, D.C. If you take the X2 bus almost out by the first black golf course (laughs) in the United States. Um, Yes. No. So, yeah, she made me show. I made her show me her Dudley certificate. After that, she didn't do children's hair again until she did my hair when I was 10 years old, right before I started sixth grade. Wow. So you turned her off of just like all children. Yeah. She was like, I can't deal with. Yeah. I'm a pain in the ass now. I was a pain in the ass then. It's never going to change. I'm always asking for receipts. Thank you, Mm. Hannah. So aside from maybe the eyeball emoji. What emoji describes you best? Ooh. I said the eggplant one a lot. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? I said I said the eggplant one a lot. <laughs> hey. uh, but no, I honestly, I the heart eyes emoji. I sent, uh, honestly, the heart eyes emoji and also... <laughs> The new moon face. <laughs> you know, yes. the all black with the eyes being like, mm. Wait, I don't I don't know how to use the new moon oh face emoji. God. What is it? When do people use it? When you see some real black shit, that's uh-huh. when you send the new moon emoji. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, feel shit. like it can also be used in like in response to an eyeball emoji. Mm. You know what I mean? Ooh. True. Like you post true. the whole okay. thirst trap, you know, somebody right. hits you with the eyeball emoji and then uh-huh. you hit them with the new moon. Like I don't, I, hmm. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I see you seeing me. Okay. And I'm out here. Mm. Oh, my gosh. I just learned how to use it. I'm glad we're on the same page. Exactly. Now you know. Um, What's the wildest food that you've ever put ranch dressing on? Wow. Not to shade the Midwest. No. Sure. Okay, so I'm going to be real. I'm actually a ranch purist. What does that mean? Talk to us. Uh, A lot of people like to put ranch dressing on bizarre foods. Okay. Um, Mm. I won't even actually really put it on my pizza. And I grew up where people put it on the pizza Mm. all the time. Wait, wait, Hannah's got some feels. Wait, do you like ranch dressing on pizza? I do. I wouldn't, I never pour it on. Well, I mean, who does? You'd have to be a true sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) I love ranch. I don't, again, I don't pour it on. Mm -mm. But I like a little, you know, I like to dunk a little bit. No, it's real. What is your go-to karaoke song? 
Oh my God, Thelma Houston, don't leave me this way. I'm a karaoke mm-hmm. queen. I am popping a karaoke. Really? I'm a really good singer. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, Give us a little a bit. Track? Yeah. yeah oh my up. God. Okay, so I'm going to sing you guys this only because I've been drinking. I'm going to so sing we get a, a little concert. bit. All right, so there's uh, every Christmas at my best friend's auntie's house, we sing Christmas carols, and they oh. always make me sing this specific song. I'm always so let me I'm think about cry already. Okay. Them that's got shall get, them that's not shall lose. So the Bible said, and it still is news. Oh my God. Mama may have, Papa may have, but God bless the child that's got his own. That's got his own. Money. You got lots of You got lots of friends. <laughs> yeah, I could, y'all could put a drink yes. in me. I'll sing. I won't yes. sing otherwise. Oh, oh my God. No, I was willing to sing when I was a kid. I used to be in the children's choruses of the, of the operas at the Detroit Opera House and Michigan Opera Theater. I had all sort of bougie child activities. Do you need a manager? I have no idea what a manager does, but I will find out. <laughs> Thank you. Um, would you rather have two noses or two mouths? Ooh. 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 <laughs> well, it's hard because on one hand, if I had two mouths, I could eat twice as much. Ooh. Ooh. And I could eat like maybe different foods at the same time. Do you know mm. what I'm saying? That would oh be popular. And if I had two noses, oh, I can't think of anything good that would come from no. that except for, ooh, I could talk just... twice as much. I could get conflicting, <laughs> I could get conflicting answers to y'all's questions. Oh shit! Okay, wait. I want to definitely two mouths. I want to talk twice as much as I smell. I want to eat twice as much as I smell. One hundred percent the right choice. Oh man! Thank you, Brittany. We have only asked ten percent of all the questions that we have here. <laughs> I'm not even joking because I talk so goddamn much. That's why. It's because you are wildly interesting mm-hmm. and humorous Thank you. and delightfully thorough. Thank you. And delightfully thorough. Oh, I'm gonna take that with me. That's yeah. Cool. Next time somebody's like, please shut up. I'll be like, excuse me, I'm delightfully thorough. <laughs> Why are you fronting? <laughs> um, thank you so much for hanging out. This was the best. What? It was the extra, extra, extra best. It was really our pleasure. Oh my um, uh, please come back again so we can ask you the other ninety percent of our questions. No problem. Um, where can people find you and your work? So you can find For Colored Nerds at ForColoredNerds.com and also on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and anywhere you find podcasts. You can find Sampler. Go to GimletMedia.com. Sampler is there. Uh, you can also go to Twitter.com slash Sampler Show. We're Sampler Show on Twitter. Oh, I should also mention For Colored Nerds at For Colored Nerds on Twitter. Um, additionally, you can find me oh, on Twitter. Hey, hopefully hey. only on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> at B-M Loose. So that's B-M-L-U-S-E. People think my name is spelled with a C and they're wrong. Brilliant. So fun. This was the best. Thank Woo. you. How do we do that? Can you? <laughs> it just brings me so much joy every time. But before we can wrap it up, we've got two by round. Yes, let's do it. Who or what is your round for? Um, well, I'm buying around for something that I fear has been perilously neglected thus far Ooh, on goodness. the show. Um, oh, no. And I love her dearly, but I need to check in with my good friend Heaven about Ooh. this Ooh. because she has yet to ever purchase around for Ethiopian food. <gasps> and what a glaring oversight I know. on both of our parts. I, I love me some Ethiopian food. Thank you. It's Same. so good. I've made Ethiopian food for Heaven, so mm. I feel especially um, injured. Oh my gosh. Just viscerally. Um, but to move away from the pain and to move into the light, um, <laughs> I really. <laughs> 
Yes, I'm with you. I'm with you, Sahada. <laughs> no, um, so I mean, I grew up my whole life eating Ethiopian food. I love it. It's my favorite thing uh-huh. um, to eat, to make, um, to take people to. So, like, if I say that I love you and I've never either taken you to an Ethiopian restaurant or made you Ethiopian food, I might be lying. Um, okay, but I had to go through my mental rolodex. I was like, wait a minute, but we've we've yeah we've had Ethiopian. Yes, food we have. Okay. Never fear. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's delicious. It's spicy. It is made to be eaten communally. You have <sighs> to use your hands, mm-hmm. so it's harder for people to just sit around and text and like yeah. you gotta engage each other because you gotta sit close and you gotta eat on the same tray mm. and you have to like I learned how to eat defensively because of Ethiopian food because like if you <laughs> want the one thing you and you know your siblings want the other thing uh-huh. or like they want the same thing then you gotta make sure you get a little bit of it first yeah. like, before they get to it right right so you know I've learned a lot of life skills <laughs> eating Ethiopian food um, and it's a great litmus test also for white people like Ooh, the white people more. in my life who I can get down with who are great I've taken them to the oven food and they haven't been weird about it. They've just been like, oh, this is delicious because it mm. is. They haven't been like, oh, like what? What is that? Yeah. Like I the don't weird. Really need, I, I don't. don't why, to. why does it look like How that? I, can I have a fork? Uh-huh. Is there a. Um, (laughs) um, no so when I was younger I grew up feeling like a little bit um, like ashamed or like in the way that a lot of immigrant kids do or a lot of brown kids do just like I this is my food and like I don't have sandwiches like everybody else but I think Mm -hmm. as I've grown up I've really come to embrace it and it's wonderful and if you ask me nicely enough I will give you good recommendations in New York and DC and LA but that's all I got very very generous but go go have some take someone you love I'm now starving thanks a lot whoops um (laughs) (laughs) Um, my round is kind of about food as well sort of a little bit okay I am buying a round for state fairs oh because it's state fair time I've never been to a state fair I know I know I'm sorry I'm sorry I know it's okay it's not your fault I've been trying to figure out like if this is like a regional thing Mm -hmm. right because I've never heard of like a New York state fair, like right. even like in the outskirts of like rural right. New York. Right. Um, but man, August it's the Kentucky State Fair, man, is just the time where you just go and you just eat, and everything is fried for no reason. I've had fried Kool Aid at a state fair. Talk to me about that logistically. Okay. How does that? So um, it makes no sense. Okay. Um, I expected it to be like a little like hush puppy type deal like right. just like fried dough and you bite mm-hmm. into it and like somehow it's just like dripping with Kool-Aid that's right. not it it was just kind of like um, imagine a funnel cake okay with Kool-Aid added into the batter and then you fry it in a little ball and okay. that's that so it's that's definitely something that's more like the novelty of it I mean I would consume that I would listen yeah. if there was a basket of fried Kool-Aid in front of me right now <laughs> this podcast would be over because I can't there's no more talking going me on me and you have food right now right exactly yes. so the Hamiltons right okay yeah. <laughs> it was a bit of a I'm gonna pull it back around yes. but the Hamiltons were at the uh, Indianapolis State Fair or the Indiana State Fair okay the Hamiltons, as you should know, are the backup singers for Anthony Hamilton. And Anthony Hamilton, as you should also know, is like just the, whatever song he sings turns into a Negro spiritual. Absolutely. Like he's got one of those voices. And there is this wonderful clip of <laughs> of them just standing around a billy goat. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just singing and asking, whose billy goat is this? <laughs> and one dude is like feeding them carrots and just like, whose billy goat is this? So in conclusion, every single state 
in our illustrious union needs to have a fucking state fair where people can go and eat fried shoelaces and sing songs about Billy Goats. I don't know. Go to your state fair, everybody. If you do not have a state fair to go to, please enjoy the sounds of the Hamiltons singing Whose Billy Goat Is This? as performed live at the Indiana State Fair. Beautiful. That's what I'll be doing. Whose Billy Goat Is This? Thank you to Miss Brittany Luce for coming by the studio finally. It was a pleasure. It was an honor. Hopefully we'll have her back again. Thank you to Hannah for being my okay. lovely guest host. Um, Hannah, where can people find you and your work? Um, and the Twitter sphere, uh, just Ethiopian, E-T-H-I-O-P-I-E-N-N-E. Um, and then on BuzzFeed.com slash Hannah Georges, H-A-N-N-A-H-G-I-O-R-G-I-S. All right, and you can find me on the internet at Broking McPoverty. That's broke, like, with a while on it. And then McPoverty, <laughs> like, like if McDonald's made poverty. It's the same thing, I guess. <laughs> and also, you can find Heaven. Can we can we have, like, a very brief Heaven, like, like love session? Heaven, I we love you. We miss you. Dearly. And Heaven will be back very, very soon. I know that everyone loves and misses her, but I promise you no one loves and misses her more than we do here at the show. But you can find her in the meantime on Twitter at Heaven, like the place in the sky, and rants like the thing that Donald Trump is probably doing right now. <laughs> this episode was produced by the Pod Squad. This episode was produced by Eleanor Kagan and Julia Furlon with production help from Meg Kramer. Thank you to Paul Ruest at Argo Studios. We are nothing here without you. You are a gem. Thank you to our in-house musicians. That's Miss Jean Gray. You can follow her on Twitter at Jean Greasy. And Don Will of the Almighty Tanya Morgan. You can follow him on Twitter at Don Will. That's D-O-N-W-I-L-L. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and all the things at Another Round. Email us at anotherround at BuzzFeed.com. Sign up for the newsletter. It is so lit. Or in it's Brittany's words, popping. Oh, that's a good sound too. Hey. Lay, lay, lay. Lay, lay. <laughs> <laughs> Sign up for the newsletter at BuzzFeed.com slash another round slash newsletter. Get you an another round shirt. Get you an another round mug at shop.buzzfeed.com. Drink some water. Take your meds. Call your person. Floss. Moisturize your scalp. Oh my God! I just got so hype. I just got so hype. Like some coconut oil or some Before fall hits for real, for real. Do it. Just start moisturizing your scalp now. Podcast hanging out in the stoop. Talking about stuff and things. Oh my god! Oh, it's so weird. <laughs>